Hey everyone, and welcome back to Crosswires. Well, I'm Jay, and this is my first time in the host seat, but I want to also say I am joined by James. Hey, James, how are you? <laughs> hey, James, wake up. Well, well I, I, I think I drifted off there. What, what are we talking about again? Oh, hi, Jay. Hang on. You didn't tell me we were recording a podcast. What's going on here? Well, you, well, you know me. I am very impulsive and stuff like that. <laughs> I won't deny we had that planned since last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah foreshadowing yes foreshadowing and today we are joined by drew ackerman or or dearest scooter from the podcast sleep with me hey drew how are you today good afternoon or good evening uh wherever you are i'm happy to be here thanks for having me on so one thing that i i think that always like always gets a chuckle whenever i tell people about your podcast I'm always like, hey, this is the podcast, Sleep With Me podcast. And I'm like, it's a podcast to help you fall asleep. Whenever I tell people about it, they, they listen to the episode, they're like, it really does help me fall asleep. So can you explain a little, a little bit more about what your podcast is? Sure. And I can relate to you telling people, because even when I tell people about my podcast, uh, I get a blank look on their face and they just take two steps backwards. So, uh, uh, But I make a podcast called Sleep With Me. And the concept is that it's bedtime stories for grownups, which is just kind of a way to describe it because I don't know how else to describe it. But I've been making it since 2013. And when I first started it, it was out of curiosity of like, hey, how come there isn't something like when you call a friend and you're like, hey, just tell me about your day. I'm not going to listen to you, uh, but just tell me all the details about your day. Feel free to go on and on and on. And I'll put you on speakerphone and I'm going to fall asleep. That's more of what the show is like. It's like a friend to keep you company while you fall asleep. Uh, it's very strange and quirky, uh, I would say, is a polite way to describe it. So it's not everyone's cup of tea. Uh, but if you're looking for something like that, it, it's there to help. Now, I have one question before we uh, we jump too far in, because I've somehow now got this image in my head of that Friends episode where Joey's trying to stop smoke. Is it? Jo- no, no, it's Chandler's trying to stop smoking. And he gets her, you're a strong, confident woman. You don't need to smoke. I've just got an image now of Drew having that impact on people. Yeah, but I think that's like how I came up with the idea was like, I've struggled with sleep my whole life. And I started listening to different audios like and be like, oh, this is supposed to help you fall asleep. A guided walk through the woods or a discovery of your spirit animal under the sea. And it always was too serious and just too straightforward, and and it was like too calming. I'm like, I, I I can't. I'm I'm not I'm not a person that's calmed down. I I need to be tricked into calming down. I can absolutely get like like I can say it works. Like I will like just start listening, and all of a sudden I will sometimes fall asleep before I even get to the the main point of like the, of each of the episodes. But it's 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 also like it helps me forget about whatever is going on in my life. Like like sometimes I will just start. Like laughing, and one thing that I'm always impressed at is you take so much um, pain to make sure that you don't talk about things that are too distressing, that that you don't talk about, you don't get people riled up. That that you're really good at at making it calming, and it really does feel like a friend is is listening. Like, like almost in a way, I feel I feel like I know you more than I probably do know you, but it feels like I know you because I I've fallen asleep with you all, all the all this time. Like uh, the the two people that edit my show, 
they both have separately told me they're like i know you better than anyone in my entire life like even my partner like uh i know everything about you i know it's like too much almost <laughs> yes and, and I, I love how how like you will just like meander into thoughts and all that and just like it is just so so calming and it's kind of interesting because it's because yeah one thing with technology is technology has a way to keep us awake keep us riled up keep us not focused i i i actually need to get back into a better sleep schedule again i i've been going in and out of sleep schedules with a changing work schedule and having that 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 time where i need something i i can't do silence if, if i'm if there's silence i almost go wild with like all these thoughts in my head i mean i can stay up whereas having something just to listen to that i don't really have to engage in but yet i'm still engaged is so powerful yeah, it's definitely a balance. I mean, I need that distraction even during the day. And and it is like trying to find something that's not going to hook your attention, but distracts whatever those low level noises or, or thoughts are in my brain. Like even during the workday, it's like, I'll try to find a YouTube channel where, and I like, it's like, oh, Las Vegas hotel reviews. And I'll like, I'll try this. And then, oh no, it's too interesting. I got to turn it off. Or, oh, that's perfect. It's like, oh, they're talking about everything. They're going through the buffet. And some people are watching that in a riveting way. But for me, it's more of like having a presence, kind of like you're talking about. And at bedtime, I think it takes an extra step into the background. It, it works better. But even I find it even during the day, and that's probably a positive use of technology. Maybe I don't know. There's probably people out there who'd be like, "Oh no, it isn't." Like, <laughs> well, it's funny you mention that because I, you know, during the day when a particular moment of not working, when there's you know lots going on, I might be you know uh, putting something together, and maybe just off to the side or you know another browser window, somehow I've been getting into Australia Border Force, which is one of the best documentary series if you've if you've never watched it i encourage you to watch it because it's always funny i like those sort of exaggerated because of course it is exaggerated shows hey we're gonna show you inside this government function uh you know you'll have things like that or here in the uk we've got police interceptors which is usually like the traffic stuff and you just you just thinking no fail to stop fail to stop Sorry, I'm getting far too into this. But again, it's having that on the background. You know, I might be writing up some documentation for something or, you know, planning a few episodes. I guess a question I have for, for, for you, Drew, from my point of view is, I, I know that I find, uh, like, as you sort of both hinted at, sometimes you need that distraction and I will have my TV on and I will put an episode of something like, you know, you know say something I actually enjoy. But I'm also realizing I'm falling asleep during those. But sometimes I'm finding, oh no, I'm staring. I'm waking up a little bit when, you know, maybe a favorite a line that I know will come on, and that's not helping my sleep, is it? If I'm in that half awake, oh, I just heard the line like state. It's different for everybody, but I think with the TV, which is is something that inspired sleep with me, was like being in one room and listening to my parents uh, watch TV and hearing that through the walls. But if the TV's in the same room, what I find is something similar, like either the changing of the light or the changing of the volume or the tone can wake me up. Or it's like, oh, this is something familiar. I remember this episode and, and, and that it catches my attention and wakes me back up. It, 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 uh, it probably doesn't allow you to get into as deep a sleep as you need. Because like, that's one thing that like you, you, you focus really well on that monotone voice, at, like at staying calm and even like even like when when you're getting excited it, you have a way of just letting it 
role. And like, you're not just talking about like random topics. Sometimes you talk about like Doctor Who episodes, Star Trek episodes. You talk about, I think the, you you reviewed the the Home Alone movie. I mean, if I remember right, yeah. during Christmas, and you, stuff you're interested in. But the way the way you talk about it, I don't need to be engaged, but I'm still interested. Yeah, it, it is a challenge, and, and it's like that's what I like. It's like, oh, how can I make this sleepy, or can I make it sleepy? But then at the same time, one of the keys for sleep with me is like keeping the episodes coming out in a variety of ways because what what might wake somebody up, then I can have an, the next episode come out, and they're like, oh, I didn't like that episode, but I liked this one. I didn't even think about that. That is actually some really good planning because yeah, I will like I'll have your podcast on for like two hours at a time, just, just in, in going to a couple episodes. And, and, and one thing that I think you helped me see was the presence of like smart speakers, like, like the, um, the madam, um, Amazon <laughs> device and how I can set up a routine to, to have her turn off my, all my lights, do everything, but also start the podcast and just how I don't have to think about it being there. It's just there. Yeah, I mean, it's another, it, it's funny because I think about the first time I saw that device way back when they only had the big tube and it was in somebody's house. And I was like, and I thought about the science fiction I had read of like having voice assistants and how quickly we adapted to it where now it's everywhere and it, it's very useful. I mean, I use mine like all the time for simple stuff and for alarms. We've exchanged a lot of emails about the routine stuff. And then of course there's like, when they make a change, like I used to use it for watching television and stuff, but they changed one of the things. And then I'm like, Oh, I don't want to sit down for a half hour and try to figure this out. It's so useful. And it is another good thing with sleep. When they talk about having devices with screens and uh, what do you bring into your bedroom or just people that don't use smartphones on a regular basis or are less comfortable if there's a technological hur- hurdle for them, it, especially at the price point. I mean, th- those things are about $29, Like it, it's an entry point that does have some ease of use. It, it can be difficult as well, uh, but they're getting easier and easier to use. I think I was encouraging my uh, grandmother to to get one. And, and I, I, th- I think they almost got, got her one. For that very for that very reason, right? Yeah, I mean, if you try to tell someone that has no interest, oh, you should listen to podcasts. Well, oh, what's a podcast? Okay, let me tell. You. Okay, then you got to download this app. And then, you, well, why would I want to do that? And it's like, well, where do you listen to music on radio? Okay, uh, it, it's like, okay, just tell that lady that lives in the speaker to play this, and, and it'll work. Like it's much quicker. Absolutely. I mean, I know you know. I'm I I have a HomePod Mini. Um, uh, yes, a bit more. I think they are what ninety ninety dollars, something like ninety nine dollars. So they are a bit more yeah. pricey. Obviously, I will always say they are a better option from a privacy standpoint. But that's a whole different episode. But, <laughs> but I love that concept. Now, you know, I got my parents one last Christmas. Yeah, we got one last Christmas. Now it's in my lounge, so they don't have it now. My dad has. You know, we talk about things that go into a bedroom with you. My dad has always had a golden rule, um, at least for him and mum. I mean, I had when I was growing up, but no TVs in bedrooms for them. He does take his phone to bed, but only for alarms. In fact, I think actually for a while he was using his iPad for alarm, for an alarm, so his phone didn't go with him to to the bedroom. Uh, whereas I know, you know, living in a smallish uh, flat, 
I can I do have all my devices in here because you know f- to break the illusion for well, no, I was going to say for the listeners watching you the listeners will only see this in the squad shot but literally just over there is my bed and my uh, sort of shelving unit which where my TV and everything is so it's the same room I guess maybe that's a question what can people do to make it if they have nowhere else to leave the phones or if they might be, say, on call, what are some measures they can take to avoid the distraction of the phone, even if it has to come into the room? Yeah, I mean, I think that there's a couple settings. Another thing you should purchase is a gaffer's tape. Uh, it it uh, Because you can put it over, there's some devices that you can turn the LEDs off that are always on and some you can't. And putting gaffer's tape over them uh, has made a huge difference in getting your bedroom darker because those lights... Do once you get used to a dark room, I have my room as pitch black as possible. It makes a big difference. But then there's settings like on the iPhone. It has the kind of night shift that changes the light, but it also has like different types of do not disturbs that you could customize. And I do find that makes a big difference because getting an email and just having your phone buzz at two in the morning is going to wake you up and then it's going to be irritating. Uh that's just a mode that i found that like it it was so it's so obvious and it was like oh why did this take so long um but i think trying to reduce the light uh the passive light from the devices is also an important thing that's easy to skip over and am i right have you done testing with devices that will gradually increase the light as you're getting closer to your wake-up time Oh, I'll, I'll, ne- for waking up, I can never go back to, I have a, like a, a light that wasn't designed as a smart light or not designed as a wake up light, but it has like a, you could set an alarm on it. So that comes on and then I have my watch buzzes and it makes so much of a difference waking up to those two things versus a blaring alarm. I mean, I hate the light when it, it blasts on it, it but it wakes me up. And it, 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 it just gets me started like, okay, there's no going back. It's time to get up. Yeah. I have that same thing. Cause I, I, again, I used to wake up at 3 a.m. in the morning for my, for my 4 a.m. shifts and my light would come on just to sim- simulate morning. And like, even now when I have my um, Amazon device go off with the alarm, I have my light come on immediately when I tell it my morning routine. And yeah, it helps so much. Nice. And I think there's a, one of the sleep tracking apps. I think I'm on a, uh, I think it's on iOS and Android. Yeah, uh, is it Sleep Cycle? I think so. That sounds right. Yeah, there's there's different apps, and then Apple has Bedtime now. Um, but yeah, I've definitely got I've tested the sleep trackers too. That's uh, a whole other uh, Pandora's box of information and, and data. Well, I was, I was going to say one of them, and I and I I think it is Sleep Cycle. I will make if I correct Michelle. I'll have to correct it, Michelle. Let's if I'm wrong. But it had this is before sort of Apple had bedtime and scenes and HomeKit and the whole HomeKit thing. And I think even before HomeKit was a thing for Philips Hue, but this sleep tracker had the ability to control your Hue lights to bring them up as it woke you up. That's cool, and 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 like I I like that, and and I like. If I had a job that didn't rely on me being there at a specific time, there are certain like apps I love that will try to find your best REM sleep and try to wake you up at the right time. I just like wouldn't be able to do that. Otherwise, I would never wake up for work. Yeah, I've tested stuff out. It's like, I don't want to be woken up. I'm not a morning person. So it's like, okay, well, well, uh, uh, it's easier to just get up at the same time, unfortunately. 
And what what role do so we we talked a little bit about sort of things you can do to give yourself better sleep. I know we were saying sort of pre-show or was it pre-show? Gosh, you see, this is a problem. And my mind is going as I'm getting older. I think it was pre-show. We're talking about you know thing, things that you can do that will harm your sleep. I know that I am really guilty, and I know Jay is really guilty of this at times of eating le- our evening meal later than we should. And yeah. what impact does sort of the time that you consume things, so be it food, be it drink, have on your sleep? Well, I can tell you that uh, the time you consume drinks makes a big, big difference uh, about one or two in the morning. Like, because uh, I used to try to have like a little bedtime tea and uh, I, I'd have it whatever, nine o'clock. And then I was like, man, what is this tea? It's only one cup of tea. I'm like, where's this five gallons coming from? Uh, it gets me like. And so I just cut that out and it's like, oh, okay, just don't drink any liquids after whatever, or food is the same way. I think part of it is just, you know, our body focusing on rest and recovery, but it's also like getting into that wind down state, whatever it is, it, it, that's where it gets tough. Cause it's like, you have to navigate the technology or the behaviors and your use of it, but you also want to navigate that in a way that's a little bit more caring because I find society says should, 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 or shouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't. And like, you're doing it wrong. And that's not really helpful. It's like, Oh, but yeah, no wonder you can't sleep. You had, you had a, you had a late snack. What you, that's why. And it's like, okay, but that just makes me feel bad about mm. my behavior where it's like, Oh, what if you tried this, uh, like empowering people to make choices and say, and the other side of it is reminding yourself, oh, this is nice. Like not getting up three times to, 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 to visit the WC. Oh, this is pretty nice. I didn't drink the tea and uh, I didn't have to pee. Like, I, I think that's a, that should be a poster. <laughs> don't drink the tea if you don't want to pee. Yeah. Oh. That would be a perfect show title, but I know you already have one. Oh, no, we, we can make that the show title. Uh, I mean, I don't know what sort of reaction that will get from people, but um, yeah. But yeah, it's about, it, it is about like finding a way. And I think it's also can, can be confusing to say, Hey, you, you, you want to prioritize your sleep, but again, not from a, a perspective of like forcing a, a round peg into a square hole, but saying, Hey, what can we do to make this wind down routine or bedtime more pleasurable? Like, what can we do that we look forward to. And that's really what I think the goal of sleep with me is, is to just be one piece in people's bedtime routine that they say, I don't even, I mean, I strive that people are like, I can't wait to listen to the podcast, but the reality is they're like, well, at least I got that podcast to listen to. It could be worse. And that that's like better than what it is for a lot of us. that can't sleep, which is like, Oh my gosh, it's going to be, I I know I'm going to go through the same thing again. Like lately, I've been dreading bedtime because I wait, I've been waking up so early and it's just like every time I get ready for bed, that anxiety is there like, oh man, am I going to wake up again at 4.15 and be wide awake? And then it's, okay, what else can I try? But again, from a kind of a concerning, like a concerned parent or friend standpoint. Well, that was always one thing. I, I didn't want to to go to bed at like eight because that was just like, I, I want to do so many other things and I want to, I want to watch the latest YouTube video about the 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 proper way to put Legos into a toaster. Yeah, sorry, there are YouTube videos about that. <laughs> yep, I have some interesting ones. And this is why, and this is why I don't like YouTube. 
I was just thinking, like, I didn't want to see the YouTube comment section on that video. Like, that would just depress me, make me lose hope in all of uh, humanity. I put 45 Legos into my toaster. It is now broken. You owe me a toaster. And, and, and like, I would watch those those videos, and it would just keep me up and up and up. And, up, and, and But when I, when I put on, on, the, on the podcast, I, I know I sound like a fangirl for the podcast, but I, I, I really, it gets me to, to at least something that I, as you said, I enjoy and I like doing, and and as you said, it makes sleep fun. And one one other thing that I I think people don't realize, I, I have one is um, the technology present in mattresses nowadays. That like even like mattresses, we think of it as like this thing that that, that we sleep on, but they've changed the, the technology so much. Like I did not believe how much a Casper mattress worked, and we're not sponsored by by Casper, but <laughs> Jay, we're not sponsored by anyone. Sorry. And and like I never realized how the tech, the technology of it really would impact my sleep. And then I think I I, I heard about, I heard you talk about it on, on Sleep with Me. So I I bought one, and it that changed my sleep. I mean, like it and it and it's interesting the technology that they're that they're still finding to innovate sleep. I mean, because I mean people have slept on on mattresses for millions of years, and it's interesting now. Yeah, I think that uh, there's a lot of investment in it. It's it's, it's like, uh, and, and mattresses are one of those things you don't notice until you like are sleeping on something else, and you're like, and then you come back and you're like, oh, this bed is terrible, or someone points it out to you, like, is that mattress really comfortable? But yeah, now uh, we're I think we're slowly going to see the change of mattresses at least in the next few years, become a, um, where the technology is embedded in the mattresses, the sleep sensors, the ability to cool and, and heat up depending on your preference or your partner's preference. It's not, there's a couple of companies doing it now, but I think it, it it's a way, I mean, similar to like uh, the iPhone launch of like, hey, we can offer you this, this, and this for this much more money, and it'll do this much more stuff. Or you could have a, a more basic version that doesn't have the technology embedded in it. But even the technology, like as they look at different foams and they just get feedback, just like making a podcast, hey, I don't like this or this didn't work or this, I'm too hot. They're able to, I think, make things a little bit more customizable for people as well. Because not everybody, you know, not everybody's bodies react the same to uh, to heat and to, and I think that's really important. You know, we talk about Casper, of course, that's the mattress we all think about, but there's so many great options now. I, to be honest, I just have a bog standard mattress. It's comfortable enough, but yeah, I've always wanted to get something like a Casper or I think there's the Emma or there's all sorts of options out there. I guess because Jay, you've you've got a Casper, yes. So do you did you generally find a huge difference in quality of sleep? Absolutely. Because like I, I don't like the firm or, or too or too squishy. It really did feel to me like like it supported my body. It let me just relax into the bed, and, and, and it was in. The, I was impressed that the technology wasn't just some gimmick that they put out there to get a bunch of podcasters to promote their podcast <laughs> or to promote their pro, their, their product. I mean, I think the other cool thing is that most of the mattress companies now, they ship them right to your door. I mean, that's like a huge difference. Like, uh, like I can't tell you how many, like I used to, uh, tie mattresses on cars for people and it's like, okay, don't go over 55 miles. How many miles do you have to go? Because, uh, this thing is going to start flapping in the wind. The idea that it could come to your door in a box, uh, is so much better. 
uh, than, than, uh, than, you know, risking an airborne mattress. No, that it will come out of that, that box so fast. I, I opened it, I opened it and literally my entire bedroom was full of this mattress. I should have put it on my bed. <laughs> and also interesting, like you both have mentioned, like different types. These, these companies are now starting to personalize the mattresses for each of us. And, and like, they're asking you, what is your preference? What what do you like? And, and like that's something that they've added into the Caspers and I think Helix, all the different mattresses since. And it's it's I like the more personalized approach that it's not a one size fits all. I mean, same with sleep technology; it's not one size will fit everybody. Right, right, yeah. That's I think that's the most important thing in the end is like everybody has a different preference. And while you can't make one for every single different preference at this point, I mean, maybe in fifteen years there'll be three D printing mattresses. And you just like put in all your specs and they, they go down to the 3D printer and pick it up. Love it. Like uh, Drew, I, I told one of my friends about um one of my dear friends about your podcast, and he told me that it kept him up all night. <laughs> yes, because yeah, yeah. Like everybody's always surprised, but if you could see the emails I get, like you would cry. Like it's like uh, I'm like man, whoa. Like uh, it it uh it pushes some people in the exact opposite direction of sleep into a white hot rage, uh, the show. Yeah. He was like, get to the point, Drew, get to the point. And I'm like, I'm like, you've missed the point of the podcast. Yeah. I got one review that was like very, very long one time. And it was picking apart my analysis of a star Trek, the next generation episode. That was about a spaceship that crashed into the sun or something where someone died. And someone was like, uh, by the way, like I changed it to people driving too fast or something, and, and the person was so mad, and, and I was like, okay, I think you missed the point. The, the, no one wants to listen to about a guy crashing into a, a sun and burning alive on a sleep podcast. Out of interest, that, what episode was that? I'm really curious now. I'm going to guess it was... It was the one where Wesley went to um, the Academy, and then he he uh, got in, like, there was all the cool kids from the Academy, and he joined the racing team. Oh, uh, First Duty. Uh, first duty. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that is a great episode. And fun fact for, sorry, I'm a big Star Trek fan, fun fact for Star Trek fans, uh, the cadet who actually was, you know, blamed and responsible was played by Robert Duncan McNeil, and the idea originally that that character was going to be in Voyager still played by Robert Duncan McNeil, but not Tom Paris, if that makes any sense to anybody. But it's but that sort of thing, that would probably keep me awake about oh I want it no more. Right. But, you know, different things will work for different people. I I love the idea of uh, now I will be honest, I've not listened. I've not tried falling asleep. I've not tried to sleep with you yet, um Drew. Yeah. We should put, it out, put, put it out your to put it out your to do list. <laughs> um yes. But sorry. I'm sorry, I was a terrible pun. Now, uh, you know, one of the things, you know, we always say you should change your mattress every so often. I, I guess that advice holds, but is it probably worth also just saying, if you're having sleep problems, consider changing your mattress ahead of that time. If it's actually causing you problems, make the investment. I mean, if you can afford it, I know not everyone can afford, you know, a new mattress. And hopefully that will be something that as technology evolves to make it easier, they will come down in price. But what about things like, I mean, this is getting so, we think of technology as things with circuits, but again, you know, pillows and bedding. Some people, for example, find a weighted blanket helps them sleep. What other physical things, and I'm going to be careful how I phrase this, 
in the bedroom can help you sleep. Well, they say only use the, the bed. They say if you're getting in bed, the only things to use the bed for are sleep and, and the, the other, the other, the other thing you may need backup tools for. But for this situation, I, I think it is. It's tough because you don't want to start buying and buying pillows because of expense or just waste. So that is maybe a word of mouth thing. And there are so many pillows. I, I sleep with four pillows, like two that are soft and smushy and two that are more supportive. And then weighted blankets. I I have a weighted comforter. And again, it's hard to know if it's for everybody. But for me, it is the greatest thing I've ever gotten because I sleep really hot. And so having a lot of blankets on me is not, it would be too constrictive, but having the weighted comforter, it feels like for me, I mean, a lot of people say, oh, it feels like when you go to the dentist and they put that lead thing on you. But for me, it feels like I'm in like a medieval movie when they pile thousands of pelts on you. It, it, it's like, it, it just feels like you have so much on you. It, it is comforting, but again, it's not for everybody. And, and that's the hardest thing to test. I, I think another thing we're going to see is a cheaper way to test is like pillows or, or uh, hotels are starting to have like a pillow menu or different mattresses or different things like that. And that's, it would be a great way to like test stuff out. Like maybe at some point, some of the hotel chains will partner with some of these bedding companies and make it a little bit more of a branded experience, not in a negative way, but be like, Hey, we're working with this company. You could try all eight of their pillows, which ones do you want? Or, or you could have them all in your room or whatever. I saw that with a uh, one of Disney's latest cruise ships, The Wish. They they have a pillow menu in some of their more expensive staterooms, and yeah, I'm like that's a smart idea. That way you you help people sleep better. I think it's is it premier. It might be premiering here in the UK uh, who do have a who have a pillow menu because you know the idea is a premiering or indeed the budget alternative is a you know typically it's not a place that you are going for a holiday. You are going because you need a place to sleep. You know, um, you might be, for example, staying at a travel lodge or a premier in near the airport. You've got an early flight. You want a good night's sleep. And it's so important to get the right, that right sleep. So I love that idea of a pillow menu. Though. Do, do they charge like a, a corkage fee on the pillow? No. <laughs> That's a terrible joke. Maybe that could be my retirement is like a, a, a pillow, like a sommelier, your pillow A, pillow A, uh, uh, this pillow is uh, made of the finest uh, shredded foam. Uh... <laughs> I, was th- I, mean, no, I was thinking of someone like talking like I, I, I can summon a type of uh, voice. So I think one thing I not to like pivot away from sleep tech, but one thing that I also find fascinating is that your podcast, it, it, ha- it has a niche and that like podcasting opened it up to a huge audience where you don't have to be everything to everybody, but you, ha- you, you, you know, your niche and you know who benefits from your podcast and and it's just really cool how the medium of podcasting allowed you to to be to begin this yeah for sure and it was actually influenced by the decline of radio in the u.s too a little bit like so when i was a kid uh and i couldn't sleep i would bring a radio in my room and listen to it and at that time it was a little bit more diverse what you could find in the on the radio in the u.s like and there was a little bit of late night comedy and so i could listen to that and it would help me fall asleep but then as time went on, it, you know, it became less and less diversity of what you could hear on the radio in the U.S. It just was a very few standard formats. And I was always like, man, how come there isn't more interesting stuff that's a little bit, I, I don't know, because I always had driving jobs and I would get so frustrated because it's like, okay, 
there's there's just not much to listen to before it gets repetitive or you're listening to politics or the news and you're getting irritated. And even then, it's only two choices. So those kind of things were always sitting in my mind. And when I first started listening to podcasts, back when you had to go to a website and download them and I would put them on a mini disc player and listen to them, uh, I was like, holy cow. Like even back then there was niche podcasts. Like I remember listening to this one where it was like five people talking about theme parks. And I was like, I can't believe this, like that. I'm just getting to listen into this conversation. It, it's so, I don't know. It's just so different than what you could tune in and listen to on the radio. And that's when I was kind of like, how come there isn't like a weird podcast for someone to talk to you to go to sleep? And my brain was like, uh, because that's a terrible idea. Like uh, no one would listen to it. That's embarrassing. And it, the idea kept coming up for years. I think one of my siblings found uh, uh, MP3 and they were like, I think this is an early episode of Sleep With Me. It was from like 2007 or something. And the podcast didn't come out till 2013 because I kept being like, no, that's a bad idea. But even, you know, there wasn't a lot of sleep. Po- I don't know if there was any other sleep podcast at the time when I started, but now there's tons And in some sense, part of me is like, oh, dear, like there's too much competition or something. But in another sense, it's like there's subgenres in sleep podcasting and and there's a lot of different styles of whispering or different voices or different styles. And that's the strength of podcasting. It's like, oh, if you loathe sleep with me, maybe one of these other shows will help you out. That's what I find incredible. Like you are a. A, a man in a like 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 not like a stu- you have a studio you've built for the podcast but like you're not like somebody on npr making this and, and but yet you're doing an amazing thing and how and how you've come and i just i love there was nobody gatekeeping you from starting this and i love that i i, I love seeing you succeeding and 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 that's that's always been why i love the democratization of of podcasting the ability to do what you're interested in what what you what find that that problem that missing podcast yeah yeah it's like what i love about podcasting too there is no at this point that we're recording this a central repository of podcasts it's kind of like you can find them in tons of different places and 100 percent free and the platforms don't pay us but we don't pay the platforms either but we keep them in a place where we have kind of control of how the audio is stored versus all of it being all the video being stored on youtube and you're going through youtube where it, it gives you a little bit more freedom it, it, and anybody can put out a podcast about anything and you could keep at it and you may find an audience. You may find not find an audience or you may say, hey, let me try this. I did this show. Let me try another show. I, I really like doing this. But I mean, even if you find an audience of five people like a fish food review podcast, it's like, oh, well, we only review organic fish food and that's all we do. I'm sure there's one, I guarantee there's a podcast already that exists and that does that and that there's like an audience for that. It may not be gigantic, but that could be fulfilling in su- such a powerful way that where before it'd be like, oh, no, no, you don't, you got to get a job at NPR or you got to do that or you just tell a story to your friend. Tell your, keep your weird stories to yourself, like uh, for your camping trips. That's what was my podcast before the podcasting. <laughs> Like that's how I started in the podcast. I, I I just got a, a group of friends together. We started talking about World of Warcraft, and we just started. And I I started getting into it, and I then met met James in a host uh pot in, in a host mm. site because because we were both podcasting, and now now I'm working with with James on Crosswires, and it's 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 that finding finding people that with similar interests. 
Right. Like we're, you know, we're, I keep shouting out Squadcast. Now, Squadcast are not the only recording platform. If, if it's not the right fit for you, fair enough. And, and, you know, I always say that. But one of the things I love about Squadcast is the community they've built around it. And our, a, a good mix of our guests have come from either, so either Squadcast Slack, the RMC Retro Discord, like that's becoming far too, far too much of a source of guests. I'm gonna, as I said, I'm gonna have to start paying new royalties. But then, of course, because myself and Jay have now partnered on this show, you know, I, I want we've now got access to all of Jay's wonderful contacts, like yourself, Drew. And there's so much choice, not only in the types of podcasts. But the other thing is, of course, is you made a really good point. There's not one central repository of podcasts, and there's not one. You must use this app to listen to podcasts. I, you know, I'm a huge Overcast fan because that's what I've used for a long time. But similarly, I'm also, you know, a big fan of Good Pods because of what the work they're doing to make podcasts more discoverable. And, you know, I think there's just so much scope out there. And yeah, it, you know, I love having people like yourself um, on Michelle Drew who are, you know, who are doing something different in podcasting and know their field. I mean, can come and, you know, we can get you on the show and relate, you know, what you're talking about. And I love it. it to bring it full loop. It, and it, I think it underlies a point that it really is about people and connection. So the I love Squadcast. I don't even do an interview podcast because I had met those, the, the founders of Squadcast and Ariel that runs their community uh, through like podcasting events, mm. uh, locally, uh, I, I met them. And, and so we would have lunch or breakfast and we still do. And we just talk about, Hey, what's going on? Or what did you see? And, and, and just that level of like staying connected, I think is one of the things of podcasting that's different too. It's like driven by curiosity and because there isn't a central main thing, it's like, oh, what is, do you know anything about this? Or do you know how to do this? And it's like, no, uh, maybe, maybe go on this Discord or, or go on this Slack and ask uh, or email them. Uh, do you know anybody with a fish food podcast? No, but I know someone with a chameleon food podcast. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe they know somebody. That's actually one thing that I've, I've ad- admired about you, too, is you have a section of your site that if Sleep With Me podcast is not for somebody... You are podcasts that are like mine that are. I'm like, I've admired that about you that that like that you you've you've not seen it has like competition, but you've seen it has like people that are fellow colleagues in the in the space. Yeah, you know what's cool, and this is I mean, only podcast people would get this. It's surprising. There's like new sleep podcasters that will email me and they'll say, "Hey, do you mind putting me on there? Have you listened to my show?" Because there's like a, a new show, like no other business is going to be like, "Hey, I'm your competitor. I'm starting up something similar. Could you put it?" But with podcasting, I was like, "Yeah, let me listen." There's a new show called um, it's a a baseball broadcast. It's fictional. And it's it's a it it's like they're pretending to do a baseball game play by play, and I can't like I told the person, uh, and they they're all anonymous. So I was like, I, I I make a podcast. I cannot believe this. Like the amount of work you must be putting into your show makes my mind melt uh, because it's all written. It has sound effects, wow. and I was like, of course I'll put it on there. I was like, I'll put it on there in a heartbeat. But it, but it's like. But just to be in a business or a, a hobby business where people feel the freedom to be like, hey, I noticed this. Is that OK? Like, that's pretty cool because, uh, I mean, the tech companies <laughs> be like, hey, do you mind putting an ad for this? Yeah, it'd be like, uh, I mean, I, I was watching YouTube this morning. There's tons of Apple uh, ads, but I'm sure those weren't free. Like, uh, or no. like, hey, yeah, we know people 
watch YouTube on your phones. Let's work together. Yeah. And, you know, you've hit me now. Like, you know, we are one in many, many, many tech podcasts. And I think one of the things that myself and Jay are really striving to do is not just make this another tech news roundup show. We want to do something unique. But you know what? There's probably other shows like ours that, you know what? I would love to get people involved. I, you know what? We've had, you know, um, Crazy Ken and everyone, so many people on our show who, you know, if we think about the, the YouTube content that we might put out, if we were being in that sort of spirit, they could be competitors. But no, there's so much room for creativity. It's one of the most unique forms of, and I'm going to, you know, storytelling and journalism. I, I really think podcasting is a form of journalism. Absolutely. I, I, I remember this, this guy years ago, back, back before uh, we did podcasting, he was, he, he was Amani. And what he would do is he would go around in his local community telling the stories that the media would not talk about. The issue with like, he, he, he specifically was focused on like issues of race and, 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 and his, in his town. And what was cool is he was a, another outlet for people. And, and I, I think I saw him recently. He's like, he now has this huge conglomerate. I'm like, I love that. I love that he went from this person with a, a, a with a flip video camera to now someone with this huge conglomerate doing the same thing he loved. Absolutely. So, Drew, if we um, you know, somehow pivot back to sleep and sleep technology, although I'm sure this some of this discussion might have sent some people to sleep, um, <laughs> not because of anything we said. Anyway. Um, <laughs> If if you know if we we loop back to maybe quickly some of the, the sleep apps and stuff, do you have any personal recommendations that you'd make for people for maybe apps to either say yeah try this one or, or apps that you think no no avoid this at all costs? Let's see. I mean, as far as let me take a look at my phone. I mean, I definitely like one one of the cool things is like trying out different podcast apps. Right? Is uh, I have I think like five or six on my phone, and, and I mean I have three that I use uh, for different genres of podcasts, but mostly so I can stay up to date. It's like oh, I use Overcast for what I'm running. I use yeah. Pocket Cast for like Patreon stuff, and then I try out. I'm trying out iCatcher, I think. Uh, and then the other big podcast apps. One of the apps, not to talk about competition for sleep with me, that's not even a podcast, but there's an app called My Noise that I absolutely love and that a lot of listeners love. It uh, The app is free and it comes with some, uh, it's a kind of a freemium app. It comes with some free things and then you can download it and buy other sounds. But it kind of has like a little soundboard. For example, there's, I, I don't know if they have, they don't have branded content, but I guarantee there's like a, a Star Trek style one where you could have like the different sound effects for the show running, but it's mostly made for background noise and the app works as background. It doesn't hog the audio channel on your phone. So you could also listen to a podcast or, or something while you're using my noise. Oh. But when I go to a hotel and then you could layer the my noises. So like if it might only be in the premium thing, but it's like, oh, you could have a Star Trek soundboard. Then you could have a pink noise soundboard. Then you could have an undersea soundboard and you could moderate all the different uh, levels of audio. I don't know. I find it fun to play with. I probably like, oh, let me get this setting right before I go to sleep. And that's 45 minutes later. I'm still awake playing with my phone. But yeah, my noise is a real, it's really fun too. I, I love that. I, I love that, that, that innovation. Cause it's like, I remember when I was, when I, when, when I went to a, a, a convention, um, one of my friends had a noise canceling headphone on just to 
move away the noise and like and and i think it'd be interesting to have that work with like some of the future noise canceling technology and so, so instead of canceling all the noise change it out like i i know apple has their the the airpods pro with their noise canceling in the transparency mode it'd be cool to integrate that further maybe we could get the the friends you you won't smoke any cigarettes today. You won't smoke any. That's the noise cancellation. No cigarettes today. You're a no strong, confident today. woman. You yeah, don't. Yeah. I, I I mean, obviously, so many things wrong with that particular scene when we look at it now, but still hilariously funny because of because of Chandler's reaction. The whole yeah, but you know, you could also have like maybe bits from your favorite TV show, little like lines i mean I, you, you talked about star trek there are generally on youtube like ambient warp core noise 12 hours and i'm thinking yeah yeah I, i'd i'd play that I'd, I'd listen to the warp core going for 12 hours i've done a similar i i, I put on thing on loops like that on youtube just because i needed something while working but i didn't want to be engaged in it absolutely yeah, another one this is a uh, videos is uh there's a lot of, especially in, in, I think in Northern Europe and in Asia, the trains have cameras on the front of them and they'll broadcast 24 seven. And those are the most amazing, like I could put that on all day, like a, a train running through uh, the mountains or Thailand. It, it, it just, it's just running and stopping at the stations is so soothing. The problem is if you did that with UK trains, you'd have an announcement every five minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, we apologize. The train is delayed again. We have something very tiny on the line. We can't get any further. Virgin Trains apologizes for the delay, but we won't do anything about it. But I do know exactly what you mean. Those like driver's eye views and, and all that wonderful stuff. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Maybe you could download a video of a train moving for when your train stops moving. Like, uh, it'd be like, don't worry, we're we're moving. It only feels like we're stopped. <laughs> Actually, I'd love that. I, I'd love that if they did that as train announcements. To, to give you reassurance, we're now going to play sounds of an actual moving train. Yeah. <laughs> and what they could do is they could change the, win- the windows to be moving video while you're stopped. Like they did at the, um, I've been to the, the uh, Hogwarts mm. Wizarding World at, at Universal, and I've done the train between. And literally, it's just, it's just train pulling it between two areas. But the video that they play alongside outside the windows is just moving video as if you're heading through through uh through England. So well Drew, I just want to thank you so much for, for, for being here. And I we had so much I had such a great time and, and and I know James had a great time too talking with you. And for any individuals who would love to get you know uh, to, to, who would love to listen to your podcast and I highly recommend it. Where can people find you on the internet? Well, first, thanks for having me on. This was a blast. And I always love these kind of conversations uh, and it's like, Oh, okay. Now we're talking about this is th- like sleep with me is like this, but only at this voice, it would have been uh, going, uh, but yeah, you can find sleep with me. If in your podcast app of choice, just type in sleep with me and it'll come up. Or uh, if you're uh, less familiar, you could go to sleep with me, podcast.com and, uh, and go from there. I do have to uh, warn people, make sure you're listening to the right podcast. There was somebody to, trying to, for a little while on Spotify, having the podcast, and I'm like, this is not true at all. This is actually... Yeah, there are sometimes with the smart speakers, it actually, I had a nice, there was a, an adult-themed podcast that had a similar title, and I sent them a message, and they were, I was like, you got to take it out of your name, and they were happy to do so. That might have been the one, too. I, I won't say anymore. I think, but yeah, I yeah, just you know, just be careful. 
So sleep with me podcast. Yeah. And, and yeah. W- so with that, I want to say that uh, thank you, Drew. And th- thank you, James, for letting me be in the, in the host seat and causing chaos. <laughs> and you've done it. Honestly, I'm not just saying this. You've done a great job. And Drew, I will echo Jay's comments. It's been an absolute pleasure to have him, uh, have you on the show. Uh, I add Jay's recommendation. Go and check out uh, sleep with me podcast. And yeah, Jay, wrap it up. So with that, everybody, you can find us. Uh, uh, James, are we st- sorry? Are we still doing the the outro on here? Uh, yes, or are because we doing we ha- the- yes, because we haven't recorded the new one yet. But yes, gotcha. yes, let's do that. Well, I've I've been Jay of Crossed Wires, and you can find us at crossedwires.net. You can find the the show on Crosswires on any of the places where you get your podcast. You can find us on Twitter at crosswiresmg. And until next time, keep crossing those wires. I for- I did not listen to the outro of the show. I admit that. I did listen to it, but I forgot it. Yeah, because you because you know all this stuff, so you probably stopped listening at the outro. All right, let me let me. T- I'm taking back control, folks. Make sure you email podcast at crosswires.net with your feedback. If you're a good pods listener, why not start a discussion there? And of course, make sure you comment on the on the post at crosswires.net. Uh, until next time, I'm we're not using that by the way. Keep crossing those wires is not going to be our catchphrase. That's not happening. I'm 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 executively vetoing that. Um, That's okay. All right. Thank you, everyone.